Heads up, procrastinators, you may be able to get holiday gifts delivered in time. Major retailers like Target and Walmart say they're doing all they can to meet demand from shoppers for faster delivery. How much faster, though? They aren't saying. Okay, so, yeah, hey, we're doing all we can. Doesn't mean anything, really. You putting your eggs in that basket, right? Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 11 minutes after 7 on Wisconsin's Morning News, a TV news chopper crashed in New Jersey Tuesday night. It killed the pilot and photographer who were on board. It was a news crew from the ABC station in Philadelphia. If you're wondering about why it was the Philadelphia crew in over, over New Jersey, this is a market where if you think about Minneapolis, okay, they're sort of in proximity to the Wisconsin border. So the news stations in Minneapolis will cover western Wisconsin as well, that area. So this is kind of in close proximity to Philadelphia. It was their media market was why this uh, helicopter was over New Jersey. But I can't imagine what this must have been like for this reporter. Her name is Catherine Scott. She works at that TV station this was part of her report on the scene. Two members of our news team went down in the 6ABC helicopter last night. They did not survive. New Jersey State Police troopers were able to locate the crash site on the ground. They were last airborne over Wharton State Forest when the crash occurred after 8 p.m. We do not know the cause. The FAA has been notified and will be investigating. Wow. It was a fiery wreck. but I can't believe they even sent her out there to do that story. Yeah, those were her, those were her colleagues who died. I'm guessing she at least knew the photographer. And I, fly, I flew for many years in, in Chopper 4, and there were a few of us who would fly fairly frequently, and then we would take from our pool of photographers. A few of them were trained to, to use the camera equipment in the helicopter. So my guess is she would have had to have known the photographer because um, that's someone she may have worked with. The, the, maybe didn't know the pilot because the pilot would be based out of the airport. I feel like didn't. this pops up from time to time. A story like this, like every 10 years or so, there's a tragic story like this. There was one with, the, uh, with Chopper 12. Um, a while ago, I remember because I was working at Metro at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we we ran that chopper, and apparently they had just dropped off uh, the reporter, and it was really foggy. They took off, and the sleds hooked on a um, power line that they didn't see, and it just went down. Yeah, and so Eric, you're right. It happens from time to time, and that one, yeah, years ago for Channel Twelve, mm-hmm. pilot was lost. Uh, trying to gather, you know. At this early time, no indication of why the chopper may have crashed. They were over a heavily wooded area. It doesn't look like, I was trying to check the weather, it didn't look like weather would have been a factor like it was here in that 12 crash, but they were over this state forest in Jersey. Would have been dark at the time. So I'm thinking about, you know, we mainly flew over this urban area where there were always lights and you would track where you were going on site based on the lights. You knew how far you were mm-hmm, from the ground mm-hmm. because there were lights, always lights off in the distance. So when we flew Always night, tracking other pilots, yeah, exactly. other choppers. So is it possible pilot didn't know where he or she was in proximity to this tree cover? I suppose that's purely my speculation and not based on anything that we've heard. It's the only thing that comes to mind or some sort of mechanical issue. Don't have an indication of that. You heard the reporters say that the FAA is going to investigate, but... And just haven't spent a lot of a lot of time in the air. I definitely feel for for those folks and for that news team who's mourning oh, the loss man. of two of their own. Seven fourteen. Brandon Snyder has sports coming up next. 
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Another Bucks game, another career milestone reached behind a season-high 40 points from Damian Lillard, including his 20,000th point. The Milwaukee Bucks extended their home winning streak to 14 games with the 132-119 to win over the Spurs on Tuesday night. Lillard is on the run the other way, and he will lay it in between two defenders. And with that, Damian Lillard just crossed 20,000 points in his career. 55th player in NBA history to reach 20,000. So the historical numbers, we talked about it with Griff. This is the week of history-making for this Bucks team, and we may have a couple more. Dave Kane on the call here on WTMJ as the Bucks secured their 20th win of the season and their faith fifth straight win overall. After the game, the man with 20,000 points speaking on what an accomplishment means to him. A rare space to be in, you know, in the history of this league to have only 51 players accomplish something like that, you know, I think that speaks for itself. I look at, you know, what led up to it, the things that I think of in high school and college and, you know, the doubt that I, I faced over the course of my career, you know, before the NBA, what I wasn't supposed to be, what I wasn't supposed to accomplish, and just my mentality through all of those things, you know, sometimes you don't really see the light at the end of the tunnel you just gotta have that that faith in yourself Giannis also having himself quite the good game notching his second career triple double of the year with 11 points 14 boards and a career high 16 assists the Bucks will wrap up their six game homestand on Thursday night against Orlando from a loss from a win to a loss where the six-ranked Marquette Golden Eagles fell on the road to Providence on Tuesday night. This one by a final score of 72-57 to as they suffered their third loss of the season and their first loss in Big East Conference play. To be honest, we had a lack of poise at times. Uh, but to be honest, our, our team overall has to play much, much better if we want to win a game like today. Next up for Marquette is a home matchup on Friday night at Pfizer Forum against Georgetown. And lastly, the Milwaukee Brewers in the midst of their offseason with certainly more moves to be made. One of the offseason's biggest questions is what the team will do with former Cy Young winner Corbin Burns, who appeared on Foul Territory podcast on Tuesday, commenting on his future, saying he would have to be quite impressed by an extension to avoid free agency if he were traded. Yeah, obviously every guy that gets this close to free agency wants to test the market to kind of see what your true dollar amount is, kind of see what teams really are in on you. So it would have to be something that would just absolutely, I think, blow you away to kind of get you away from testing the free agent market, you know, being able to choose where you want to go. Because I think that's kind of the the one thing that every, every player in their career wants to get to. Some uncertainty in Milwaukee, but nonetheless, pitchers and catchers reporting in less than 60 days as the Brewers shift to a new era of baseball in Milwaukee. Yeah, what pitchers, what catchers? That'll be interesting. We'll see who reports, as we move who's there and who's not. 718 on Wisconsin's Morning News. The jingle bells are jingling The streets are white with snow Lots to get to when it comes to campaigning and presidential runs for office. Start with the president. President Biden going to be in Milwaukee today, Vince. So this is one of those situations. So whether or not you're you're going to the event or a part of the event or not, you might you might be impacted in some way. Whenever the commander in chief rolls into town, that might slow some things down for cause you. some disruptions. Yeah. Yes. So expected to land around uh, around eleven o'clock ish, yeah. mid morning at Milwaukee Mitchell. Um, we'll head into downtown. Going to visit the Wisconsin Black Chamber of Commerce, and that's near 29th and Valit. And after that, he's uh, this. That's the schedule anyway. He'll talk uh, Bidenomics. He'll 
campaign and stump a bit there, and then he'll head back and be back on Air Force One and in the air probably by mid-afternoon, 3 o'clock-ish. So this would be an official visit, not a campaign visit. We're not told that he is meeting with any, uh, that he's doing a side fundraiser or anything sure, like right, that. Right? right. Although that could happen. Sometimes you find out late. Also, after that, he had a private lunch or took pictures with folks or and whatever. that is just how the game is played. You got a problem with that, then tell Congress to fix it. But that's what Go back to all the administration, yeah. <laughs> right? That's, yeah, just, no, I, that's just what they do. Came here for a cup of coffee at a local business, and then I went to this fundraiser. But you know. <laughs> Right. But yep. that's, that's just how it is. The I'm, spoils of the presidency, if you will. Correct. Uh, if you're the incumbent, that's what you, an opportunity you get. Anyway, uh, moving on to former President Donald Trump. In an unprecedented decision by the Colorado Supreme Court, the former president declared ineligible for the state's primary ballot because of his role in the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. So as of now, he's been taken off the ballot per the Colorado Supreme Court. But what does this mean? One of more than a dozen states that holds its primary on Super Tuesday, March 5th. This ruling says that Donald Trump can't appear on the primary ballot on March 5th, but it stands to reason that the Colorado justices would say he couldn't appear on the ballot in November of next year either. Uh, The circumstance isn't going to change in the court's mind. No, that's ABC's Stephen Portnoy. However, this is far from a done deal. I should note that this ruling has been stayed until January 4th, about two weeks from now. And that's to give Donald Trump about two weeks to decide whether he'll appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. We heard really fast after the Colorado Supreme Court ruling came out that the Trump campaign did intend to appeal. Of course. <laughs> of course, they they will appeal this decision. Yeah, right. The Trump campaign's not going, yeah, fair. Okay. Oh, all right, right. Well, no, it's a- of course. And, and Portnoy, in his conversation with us earlier today, seemed to suggest that the high court was poised, in fact, to overturn mm-hmm. that ruling. Right. That would be the anticipation. that, And this deals with the 14th Amendment and whatnot. So it, there could be interpretation questions as to whether or not this is a thing. So when will the high court do that? I guess it's any anyone's guess. The high court also, by the way, being asked a couple of other things regarding the the former president. We'll get to that in a second. But first, reaction. <laughs> reaction from Nikki Haley. I don't know really what is she going to say, uh, but she was asked while she was campaigning in Iowa about the ruling. So I want to see this in the hands of the voters. We're going to win this the right way. We're going to do what we need to do. But the last thing we want is judges telling us who can and can't be on the ballot. Yeah, she can't. There's, and DeSantis has said something similar. She can't. I mean, it... It'd be crazy for her to be like, hey, great, absolutely love this. This is great. <laughs> she, she can't get away with that. So she has to say something like she did. I thought it was interesting, too, Portna, in, in terms of whether or not if this were to stand and he were not Trump on the ballot in November in Colorado, Colorado, pretty solidly blue state. So it might not affect the electoral math one way or another. This is more about the principle and whether other states could follow suit. Correct. And there is it's still pending in Michigan and in Oregon, but other states have had done similar thing and it's been rejected. Other quickly thing, uh, President. President Trump's lawyers have until three o'clock this afternoon to respond to the special counsel's request for a quick decision on whether the former president has immunity from prosecution in its January 6th case. So that is coming later today. Dame Lillard just scored again for the Bucks. <laughs> a milestone for Dame and another nice win for Milwaukee. Brandon has that at 745. So you can still apparently buy some shopping gifts, some Christmas gifts, and then have them sent 
by Christmas on time. A lot of folks hoping you're correct about that. I don't right know. Now. Listen Ooh. to this, though. Heads up, procrastinators. You may be able to get holiday gifts delivered in time. Major retailers like Target and Walmart say they're doing all they can to meet demand from shoppers for faster delivery. How much faster, though? They aren't saying. Okay, so, yeah, hey, we're doing all we can. Doesn't mean anything, really. You putting your eggs in that basket, right? <laughs> you Maybe might. just go on out to Target then. Or or just do it sooner. Go and get your stuff sooner than December 20th. Too late for that now, <laughs> right? Come on, we're trying to help you. By the way, there is another issue we're dealing with. They're calling it a 100-year flood back east from all those storms that rolled. The massive amount of rainfall we saw in this part of the country caused the Passaic River to go from picturesque to panic-inducing. It's overflowing its banks, triggering flood warnings, and of course, putting lives at risk. It's a post-storm scene we are seeing repeated throughout the Northeast. That's Errol Barnett. He's uh, with CBS in New Jersey. At least five people dead from these uh, powerful storms, hundreds of thousands still without power, four states dealing with major flooding. So there's going to be a ripple effect, of course, from this as we get closer and closer to the holiday travel crunch. Yeah, and if you're, you're worried about airline travel, it looks like a lot of that weather has moved out. Yes, correct. So you know, it's more get closer to the, the holiday. You get closer to the East Coast, so it's gonna, there's going to be areas that snarl you. Well, yeah, and with shipping and whatnot, you know, a lot of that is still over the ground. So if you're dealing with it, can't. Can't get from here to there and then to there. You got a problem. 739 News is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management's Money Talk. That's heard Saturdays at 10 right here on WTMJ. Seven forty three on Wisconsin's Morning News. It was sort of a casual reference Mark Tauscher made in our conversation with him yesterday. Reference the time he caught a touchdown pass. And did a leap. When he was playing for the Packers. So one of the folks who listen to our show, Lori, sent in. She she had to dig for it, she said. Found it on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, she discovered it. I don't know what I enjoy more. The actual leap or the posts that uh, people who have seen it <laughs> thought of his leap. Tausch's leap was a dive right into <laughs> like the center, the heart of rows one and two. Yes. And may have taken out some children in that. Now, do... There was a flag, though, right? So, so the didn't, touchdown didn't even count. So he smushed a kid, oh. and it didn't even matter. Several people were injured. No, that's not true. But there's like a door there that like opens yep. up. Like yep. It was tough. So this is when you want to join us on the live stream, the video live stream. Text the word. What, what do we text if you want it sent to you, Greg? Watch. Watch. Text the word watch to 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. The word is watch. Or you can always, what, just go to the... What do you can you can go to the where you can go to the website WTMJ. <laughs> That's not it. Yeah, you go on the website, click the watch now button, and you'll uh, get a window into the studio here. But we're going to show you if Greg's got his technicals correct. Do you feel confident about being able to stream that video? Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> People are going to see it. So we'll show you Tausch's touchdown, and we'll get his reaction to that. So it's text the word watch to the old National Bank talking text line, or uh, just join us on the website, on our mobile app as well. You want to click on the watch now button. You can do it dot com, too. That's the way I do it. Dot com. I'm dot coming right now. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Big night for the Bucks once again at Pfizer Forum on Tuesday night as Damian Lillard scored a season-high 40 points to push his career total over 20,000. Giannis added a triple-double, and the Milwaukee Bucks trounced San Antonio for the 132-119 to win. 
83 to 70 our score. Bucks go the other direction with it. Lillard fires away from three. Near wing. Bullseye. Dame Lillard continues his assault from long range. He's got six threes now. And the Bucks are on a 12-4 run. Lillard up to 30 points on that make. Dave Kane on the call here on WTMJ as the Bucks with the win improved to 20-7 and on their season, winning their fifth game in a row in their 14th straight home game. I think we uh, took what the game gave us. You know, they, they were collapsing on Giannis quite a bit, and he was spraying around and just finding an open man. Still ended up with a triple-double. You know, Dame had 40, Bobby 23 off the bench. So, solid game. You know, sometimes you just got to win these games. The Bucks will conclude their six-game homestand on Thursday night when Orlando comes to town. From good news to, well, not so good news, as the Marquette Golden Eagles' three-game win streak came to an end on Tuesday night as they fall to Providence to begin Big East play, 72-57 to the final there. Tyler Kolick led the team with 21 points as the six-ranked Golden Eagles with the loss now fall to 9-3. and three. You know, honestly, I thought, you know, minus a few possessions, we played well enough defensively to win the game, but offensively, there's a bunch of stuff that, that went into scoring 57 points that, that we will look at as a team, you know, and, I, and as a coaching staff that we've got to do better. Marquette head coach Shaka Smart there as his six-ranked Golden Eagles will look to bounce back with a Friday night matchup at home against the visiting Georgetown. And lastly, over to the NFL, where the 6-8 and eight Green Bay Packers lost their second straight game on Sunday, this time to the hands of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Despite the loss, though, according to ESPN Milwaukee's Jason Wildey, there was some positives to take away in the team's 34-20 loss, including the future of quarterback Jordan Love in Green Bay. I think he's got all these really good qualities that I really like, and, and I, I think the Packers will be happy to have him as their starting quarterback for the next I don't know, four years potentially. But he does have to find a way to sustain it. And, you know, he's going to have still, I think still in one of these three games that are left, he's going to have a clunker of a performance. The Packers will be back out on the practice field as they get ready for a Week 16 matchup in Carolina. You're going to want to click on the live stream here. We're going to show you Mark Tauscher's lone touchdown as a Green Bay Packer. It was called back for penalty, but we'll have Tausch walk us through it. That's coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea man. Teams used to say, and this was Tampa Bay, other teams would basically tell their players that if they didn't play well or if they were acting out, that they would send them to Green Bay. Innovative. And now Green Bay is looked at as one of the places that you want to go. If it's about football, this is where you want to go. And Packers Hall of Famer. I think Reggie White had a huge part in changing that narrative. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News is sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Tauscher, it was sort of an aside yesterday, but you mentioned a touchdown pass that you had caught in your time with mm-hmm. the Green Bay Packers. And yeah. one of our astute listeners, Lori, thought that we needed to see that. She said she had to do some digging, but she did come up with the video of both your touchdown catch and then your Lambo leap or dive, as it were. What? Just wait a second. What? <laughs> Why did you say it that way? Well, man, I think you may have taken out some people there in the front <laughs> row. Yeah, well, isn't that what Packer fans want? Those the their player their players to sh- you know share in the love and um, yeah, I I think for me you have to always understand your strengths and what your weaknesses are. And we had set this play up probably for six or seven weeks in practice, and so I kind of knew if I caught it. 
all right, what is my plan? Because obviously I not I am not a touchdown catcher. I'm not Donald Driver or Greg Jennings or right. Jordy. So I looked over the entire landscape, and thankfully the renovations were not done yet at that point. And I was never a great geometrist, but I always knew uh, big guy try to find the shortest jump point to get into the stands. The trickiest part of that whole deal, and I don't know uh, on the video, you got to you got to circumvent your way through the netting because the netting goes up um, with the field goal, and that's where you could end up getting kind of almost like a fish. You could have gotten swallowed <laughs> right. up in the net. So that, to me, navigating through that, while Vinny's giving me a hard time because I didn't do some awesome spring leap into it no. on a you know, seven-foot uh, <laughs> platform there, I navigated through and found a way to be successful all of it for naught, of course, though. Now, so there was a flag, but it looks like there's yeah, a door garbage. that you jumped on or something, or is that the wall uh, no, just coming door apart? So, opens yeah, that was the part. It. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's the part that was a uh, audible. I did not know that the do- there was a gate, a switch. Because, in all honesty, if I knew there was a swinging gate, I would have just walked through it. Sure. I wouldn't have even <laughs> flopped into the stands. Could have gone up so a couple. I, of I did not. I did not see that. So that actually made it worse. And then I'm just glad I didn't get like, you know, sandwiched in between that gate and the the whole thing. Obviously, with the flag and, and negating the entire play. Uh, it was, I'll, I'll never forget it. It was a awesome moment that you can't take away, but you also can tell me, Hey, old T you never had a touchdown in the NFL and you'd be right. If you said that, Hey, old T you remember who the flag was on? Oh yeah. No, I remember it. Well, yeah. And I still, I don't know. Gray Rugemer. I still don't know how uh, we're, it was basically a keep pass at the one yard line. It's almost impossible to get a holding call on it. <laughs> but he found a way to do it. <laughs> he found a way. Here's my favorite part, Talish. So this is posted on Reddit, and some of the users' comments here are pretty oh, awesome. Boy. Here's one. Those, let me tell you something. Hey, those are dangerous places to go. <laughs> those Reddit comment boards <laughs> and Twitter comment boards. That's a place that buyer or you know viewer beware. If it's your content, you're you're gonna see some stuff. So here's one. Tauscher knew his limitations and that gravity was against him when he was figuring out where to jump. Got to appreciate that. Yeah, good. That's that good one. fits exactly what you yep. described. Here's another one. hundred percent accurate. Yep. If I saw that dude flying at me, I would have dove under my seat. Because it was more of like a <laughs> missile dive. <laughs> so appreciate yeah. that. And then, uh, yeah, I, I think both of those points, I, I can only imagine some of the other comments that probably are on that Reddit page. I think those are probably the best and probably the most accurate. Uh, as well. th- th- I got this one's even better. You'll like this one. Favre to Tauscher. Favre to Tauscher. Favre to Tauscher. An elite tandem that terrorized the league for years. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, could not agree less. That, <laughs> but that is fun. Glad we had a chance to share that with the people today. Thanks, Tausch. All right, see you guys.